Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I have pierced nipples. Did you know that I have pierced nipples? I did know that. If you want a t-shirt, you need to come and write a review about Alan's pierced nipples. It's that simple, isn't it? (laughs) I'm sure you can see them on Instagram sometimes. I'll have a look next time. Next time you post. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Homo Sapiens Extra. Hello, Alan. Hello, Christopher Sweeney. And hello, listening millions. We are coming to you via Skype, via Skype or Zoom, in fact, as um, one of our lockdown catch-up episodes where we'll read your emails, your Instagram messages, your um, your Twitter messages, the whole shebang and all your feedback. And we give away a t-shirt by choosing our favourite review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're not lucky enough to win a t-shirt, you can get t-shirts at everpress.com forward slash homo sapiens, where we are giving away 50% of the proceeds to the charities we've been supporting on our Instagram lives, Sundays at 8pm UK time. No, Alan? And on your Instagram today, you've got all that information. So you could have just saved yourself all that. On the, on the Homo Sapiens yeah. Instagram is all the information. On the Homo about. Sapiens Instagram page, which is fascinating. It's a very fair, whoever does that feed is a... An artist, I would say. <laughs> in some um, also, I'm in my pyjamas. You and are I fully intend to stay in them all day long. And I'm in my gym kit, even though I'm not going to do any exercise today. What do we think about that, people? We caught our mouse. Can I just have, give you a mouse update? We caught our oh, mouse. Oh, go on. How? I came down this morning. It was in the trap. And did you kill it? It was dead. Yes, it was oh, dead. It was a crumbs, dead mouse. Crumbs, crumbs, it was, uh, it was wandering around yesterday whilst we were just standing there. Went inside the inside the, up, the bit where the cooker clock is. Went in there. <laughs> They're very brave. Yeah, it was oh, really? a fat, brave mouse. Maybe it was just, you know, it was so fat it wasn't thinking straight. So we left and I said, I went, <laughs> I saw the thing. Grant took charge of the mouse uh, eradication issue. Yes. There's a lot of, you know, disinfecting going on upstairs right now. And um, <laughs> he said to me, I read that mice can spread COVID. I said, the mouse would have to have COVID to get to spread it. Where would it get COVID up here in the mountains? Um, anyway, I, I went to, I, I saw the little trap ready. It's quite a cute little trap. It was kind of, you know, one of these ones, it's over quickly. It's no, there's no, none of that stickiness. And oh, you good. can just go and you flick, you kind of click it and it pops out. Not alive, alas. But anyway, mm. um, uh, I know it's not a very vegan thing to do, but what can you do? Well, but, I thought um, you were going to tell me a, lo- yeah, a long story about how a vegan kills a mouse. Or not kills a mouse, sorry, solves a, solves a mouse issue. Well, I ha- there, ha- there are other ways you can do that. But, you know, up here you've got, it's just, we have a pest man who sort of does that in it's the most humane way possible. But, yeah, you know, I anyway, mean. um, we went, 
I said to him, what did you put out on the little thing for the mouse? And he went, I put one peanut and a bit of tortilla chip. I was like, oh, in case he didn't like nuts. He was, yes. Casey's, <laughs> Casey's nut intolerant. Yes. And then there was a nut to be was gluten intolerant, you know, for the, yeah. the chip. So, and, but he thinks they can spread COVID. He read somewhere that mice and rats can spread COVID. I can, I can imagine they and can, they're not, like, you know, you would. They're not even have... doing track and trace, are they, the mice? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're staying alert. <laughs> they though. really are staying alert. <laughs> well, we're all doing our best at that, I would say. Um, yes. Now, Alan, you had your first Homo sapiens extra last week, which I'm going to say was a glittering affair. Um, yes, it's you fun. Did it. um, you did as proud, is what I would say. And, Merci and the wonderful listeners of Homo sapiens are in so much agreement. With The inbox has been overloaded with praise for you. Really? Um, oh, tell uh, me, tell, tell me. Tell me, darling. Um, well, the first one I'm going to read, the email I'm going to read, is from Jamie, who says... Uh, who's um, been touched by your colonoscopy story. <laughs> so not as touched as I was. <laughs> well, wait till you hear about this. So, hi, so here we go from Jamie. Hi, folks. Loving the podcast, folks, and the banter you have between you. I laughed at the colonoscopy story as I remembered my own experience back in my early 20s. Like most young gay men, I was terrified of what was lurking up there. <laughs> um, speaking of track and trace um, the day of the procedure arrived quickly after an exhausting day previous drinking four litres of toxic salt water I didn't know you had to do that um, that seems weird uh, maybe that was just his night out I normally love sedation as well but this day I drove to the hospital not realising I would require one and the nurse asking me who was collecting me after uh, oh, so the nurse asked if so anyone was collecting me afterwards. Mid-sedation, I wake up and also look up seeing my name on the TV and the, and the <laughs> feeling of the doctor massaging my belly to get the camera to go around the kink in my colon. I subsequently asked, oh. were they recording it for me? Um, <laughs> memorabilia. It's like when you get off a ride at like Thorpe Park or Chesting World of Adventures. <laughs> There's a picture of you on a screen. You can you can pay 20 quid to keep it. Yes. Post-recovery, I lay in bed dreaming of the carvery dinner I promised myself and thinking how I will get out of the hospital without someone collecting me. I'd go for soup after a colonoscopy, wouldn't you? Not a full carvery. Totally. Ease yourself yeah. back in. Maybe a smoothie. Um, I, jumped up, I jumped up after wolfing my tea and toast, was dressed and waiting to navigate past the nurse's station but i got caught oh my god he's jailbreaked matron came around the corner asking where i was going i quickly replied while looking down the corridor past her to a random man shouted cooey mark then shuffling by the nurse and towards the man saying this random person was my brother to the nurse i kept going and never looked back so he escaped under anesthetic with a stranger yeah just pretended he knew the stranger and then used him to get past the matron next up was the crossing of the dual carriageway he's still going <laughs> for the carvery that. here so he had to cross a dual carriageway oh to get God, to... Oh my God, he's driving. <laughs> no, I think he's... In my head, he's on the run, but you might be right. He's probably driving. Um, dual carriageway to... Uh, next up was the crossing of a dual carriageway to get food in a local pub, which I would hope to sober me up enough to drive post-anesthetic to drive. Oh my God. Wow. What Needless to say, I am alive today, he says. Um, well... <laughs> I think we should say we do not, uh, we are laughing at this story, but we absolutely do not uh, commend this gentleman for being so reckless I, with his health I and think, others. Yeah. It, Colonoscopies are not um, sources of 
anecdotes for podcasts only. The colonoscopy people. is for life, not for Christmas. I feel like that feels appropriate here. That's right. Um, That's Jamie right. says, I would love to leave a review, but alas, I do not use Apple. Well, okay. Um, All right. Uh, well, that's no T-shirt for you then. I have to say, I didn't, it wasn't much praise for me in that. It was all about um, <laughs> colon. We'll come to that. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you. Just reminding you. Everybody needs jam. Everybody needs Love jam. Um, subject, Alan Cumming Ahoy. How's this sounding? Oh, that sounds good. Sounds like no yes. card already. It's such a, this is from John in, I can't pronounce the name. We'll come to that. I feel like we need to get to the praise to you first. It's yes. such a wonderful thing to have Alan on the podcast. Can you tell I'm making this up? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I was sad to see Will go, but what a lovely thing to have Alan and his wit join Chris on a Thursday morning. Home, home Ooh, pleasure. Homo sapiens has been away for so long that I keep forgetting that it's there. And I love my early morning walk on a Thursday when I see it. Uh, I'm all, bless. bless you. I'm oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, good. <laughs> so there might be some more praise for you. So you know, hold tight. Um, I'm also a gay man from Perthshire, and it's brilliant to be represented by someone like Alan. Although Alan is not a gay man. Very good. Well done. Very good. We're learning. I'm a frolicky pansexual sex symbol for the new millennium, according to that's the <laughs> fit that. I saw it again yesterday. Fit that on that's a t-shirt. A quote that the New York Observer said to, about me in like. 2001 or something. Are you kidding me? I love and it's, it. And everyone then, people attribute it to me, like I'd said it about myself, but I uh, I just saw it in some uh, thing on, online yesterday again. It's quite it's quite fun being a frolicky pansexual sex symbol for the new millennium. I love that. I think you should do a range of t-shirts in which each t-shirt is like what you've been described as. So oh my God, do some hilarious Wouldn't that ones. be great? Yes. What yeah. was it? Uh, running shorts? No, what was it for your... Oh, that was my hamlet. It was uh, <laughs> fast... Mercurial cycling shorts. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Hamlet right there, people. There you go. That's what you're going for. <laughs> Guys, do you feel like it's got enough cycling shorts? I just want to make sure the reviewers really hone in on that. Oh, there's a lot of cycling shorts references in Hamlet. I, oh, I really, I found a new level of yeah, latex. We're always looking for another angle Not on latex. Uh, What's it? Spandex. Spandex. In your case, yes. Now, um, so I'm always... I'm also, uh, he says, I'm also a gay man from Persia and it's brilliant to be represented by someone like Alan. It's also good to see that he hasn't fallen too far from his home county. When your agony uncle feature started this morning and the question was how to handle a family interfering with your listener's own vision of a family. I said, tell him to fuck off. Imagine my delight <laughs> at Alan's verbatim response. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. You can take the boy out of Perthshire, but you can't take Perthshire out the boy. Absolutely. Thank you, Homo sapiens, for coming back. Right now, we need you We need you more than ever. Chris, keep it up. And Alan, thank you for joining. And for your wonderful video of Caledonia on the subway. It was weak-worthy oh, in a good way. Oh, that's so nice. Do you know that song? No. It's a, it's a song called Caledonia, written by this um, Scottish singer-songwriter called Dougie McLean. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful song. It's, it's, like, it's like one of those songs that every Scottish person would hear the first chorus and you burst into tears. And I, mm. in my last show, uh, cabaret show that I did, it called uh, Legal Immigrant, I sang it. And, and, and I was doing this crazy thing where I did a, 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 an 8.45 show at the Cafe Carlisle in New York City. Like, at the, you know, it's the sort of yes. the swanky where Elaine Stritch used to play and Bobby Short and all these legends have played that room, Judy Garland. Tiny, 100 people. And uh, I did an 8.45 show there with my band and then we did a midnight show downtown at Joe's Pub. at the So we did sort of like, you know, 
the uptown downtown Glitz. uptown boy living in a downtown world because people my friends could actually afford to come and see it at joe's pub <laughs> <laughs> and because it kathy carell it's like a gazillion dollars just to before you even start anyway we one time went on the subway on the tube uh, no it's the subway in new york we're talking about and uh, we sang caledonia in the sub in the subway car and we just happened to have some cameras with us and we filmed <laughs> it and it's on um i think it's on vimeo really uh, and it says alan coming busking on the d line or something or the six train or something but it's really yeah it's really lovely because i know my little band like riley who plays the trumpet and jay goes playing guitar and lance playing the accordion and eleanor's playing the cello all on the subway train <laughs> i love that but was it impromptu yes or half uh, impromptu? no we planned oh, right, to. Right, right. we planned to do it it was like it was like you know impromptu adjacent like yeah like when rihanna <laughs> like when, when rihanna took the tube to her um concert at the o2 Oh, to Barclays. Something like that. To the Barclays Centre in, in Brooklyn. Oh, did she do that as yeah, well? Yeah, quite a lot of people did it. Oh, was it then? Oh, no, she did it in London. Well, she did, but I suspect, it, 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 you know, the idea is that, oh my God, she takes the tube, but I've heard, She's still a, yes. I've heard meetings I like think, that. I uh, think, yeah, Jay-Z did that when he played at the Barclays Centre. It actually makes sense because it's a nightmare to get to. Mm. And I think there's a centre, there's a station right there. Well, exactly. Um, we all need practicalities like this. Now, John is from, he says he's from uh, Orc. Octorada. Have I got that right? Oh my God. Octorada. 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 Lovely little town. Oh, wonderful. The village, I suppose. Mm-hmm. You know, Octormachti, that's in Fife, not Perthshire. But Octormachti oh, yeah. is the home of the Proclaimers. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That song and, is... Uh, we, uh, I went years and years ago when I had a comedy double act called Victor and Barry. <clears throat> with my friend Forbes Massa and, and this is like the late 80s, early 90s. We killed them off on stage at the London Palladium in like 1991. <laughs> um, and then we did the high life after that. Anyway, um, we literally did kill them off. We fell into, we got poisoned and we fell into a, a theatrical hamper. Uh, and that's how we died on the stage of the London Palladium. I love that. Anyway, uh, we had a song about Glasgow because Victor and Barry were from Glasgow. And we, when we wrote it, it was the time when, you know, the proclaimers were at their absolute height. I mean, they're still fabulous and making records and being amazing. And big supporters of independence for Scotland too. Uh, but uh, anyway, so we did this song and there was a line where we said, Stuff, Octar, Makti, bum, bum, bum. We proclaim that Glasgow's got what it takes. Just take a shifty, which means take a look. Yeah. See that little play on words, tick, we proclaim. Uh-huh, thank you very much. I'll be here all night. <laughs> Try to live. Coughing off mic. <laughs> Coughing off mic. Did you ever do that? Did did you <clears throat> did you ever well you didn't go to drama school, but you used to get um, radio lessons and you would be like doing and you'd have to take you would be actually have <laughs> lessons on how to turn away and turn the script page off mic. Like really? And then not yes, actually we'd get lessons about that. Yeah. And then and then how you'd cough away from the mic. You, you know, now of course you go into these interviews and there's a little cough button. You just press it when you have a cough. I did not know that. No, I yes. we studied I studied TV and film. So what what we got taught is how to interview people, which was to to fall silent when they give you an answer. So then they fill the silence with. Uh, How's that going for you? Another. <laughs> That's me doing silence, just in case anyone was wondering. But um, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, quite funny. Um, now we've got another email. I yeah. I can't say this praise for Alan in it yet. I haven't read it. Um, I'm sure there'll be. Still but, <laughs> I'm sure, unless I'm it's sure a mean we, one. This is one of the mean. No, ones. no, no. This is good. it's it's a little more serious. I'm going to flag that for listeners. So you know, <laughs> if you're holding a cup okay. of tea, pop, put it down in case you drop it. Um, 
Subject is lockdown agony. Dear Chris and Alan, uh, great to have Homo sapiens back. And as Chris and Will's interview, oh, here we go. First line, we got praise for Alan. And as Chris and Will's interview with Alan is one of my favourite episodes, I love having Alan on the show. Yay. I'm 52 and have recently come out of a 32 year long loving straight relationship that had expected and hoped to be into my last breath. I was raised as a fundamentalist Christian where there was only one possible way to be and queer was certainly not that way. All my early crushes and sexual experiences were with were with guys, but I knew that was wrong. Knew that was wrong. Uh-oh. Um and I had a deep inner belief that I was disgusting, shameful and bad. Oh dear. Um at 18, I met my wife to be, and we became mates. After, and after a couple of years, it became a romantic relationship, and she became and remains the only woman I've ever been attracted to, loved, or had sex with. We have two beautiful da- daughters and three grandsons. We remain part of the fundamentalist. We remained part of the fundamentalist religion until 2012, when I had an affair with a guy. So he. Um, it's the Olympics. It's the Olympics that did it. It's Danny Boyle's opening show, wasn't it? One night in Sweatbox, a good looking guy began an interaction with a variation of what's a nice guy like you doing in a place like this. Sweatbox is a pub, is a gym. I love how I nearly said pub instead of gym. Sweatbox, isn't it that sort of gym slash. It's like all red. Yes, in Soho. Yeah. And it's sort of a little, a little sexy. I feel like people sexy, go sexy there for sex, there. yeah. But, yeah. you know. Speaking of someone who's never set foot in the place, a bit judgmental. We left and there began an affair that sent me half mad and ended up with me coming out to my wife, a suicide attempt that saw me in intensive care for five days, followed by 18 mm. weeks in two priory clinics where I was finally diagnosed as a sex and love addict. Big week. Oh my God. Eventually last May, my wife decided to leave me. I am proud that we have been able to negotiate the end of a 34 relationship with 34 year relationship with Grace Kindness even now are able to remain friends and business partners. That is the background, not the problem. Um, The problem is around my youngest daughter, who is 28, married. Since my wife's decision that she cannot be married to me, my daughter has decided to have nothing to do with me and will not allow me to see my grandson. So I've not seen them since December last year. My daughter is part of the same religious group I grew up in. And while mm. it's so long. Funny that. Yes. Well, presumably, did he bring her up to be in it? I don't know. And while it is so long since I was in that group, they're not excommunicating me. She has decided to do just that. To be honest, this situation has brought up suicidal feelings for me for the first time in oh, eight years. God, I have reached out and sought help. Very different from the past. And have an amazing support network. I keep showing up, sending gentle messages and love and presents to my daughter. I won't walk away and abandon my daughter. I am the parent here. However, every time I am vulnerable, I reach out and receive no reply. It's agony. So should I keep showing up and being vulnerable with my daughter or do I retreat? Thanks again for this awesome podcast. It has been such a gift over the past few years. Love, David and Wales. Christ. It's a lot. Well, it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm intrigued about what the what the wife thinks about this, the supporting wife that he's ma- managed to have a loving rela- friendship and part business partner relationship. What does she think about her daughter stopping her? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it would be good to have her uh, support. It's without knowing everything about it, my initial reaction is to try and wrangle the rest of the family. If they're still, you know, uh, uh, accepting and loving of you, then ask them to support you and try and persuade the other daughter to be more kind and 
Christian, frankly. How about that? How about we bring that up? Yes. Try and be Christian. And I think she should say to your daughter, what would Jesus do? And I bet Jesus wouldn't mm-hmm. ostracize you for, uh, especially when the rest of the family haven't. What do you think? No, I um, I agree with everything you've said there. And I also think that, you know, um, she's clearly very entrenched in her position on the daughter. It's very entrenched in her position on how she feels about all of this. And you have made it clear that you want to continue your relationship, but sometimes it's just not the right time. And you can just say, mm. revisit in six months because you've... Yeah, it's not so long. It's December. It's not very long, is it? Yeah. And you've had all your life to be percolating this secret and all these things and processing them. And you've been very much in charge of what happens when. And as a kid, you can feel quite powerless, like it's been done to you and someone has Mm -hmm. lied to you when it's obviously never as simple as that. Mm -hmm. But I think that um, you don't want to keep banging that thing if you're not getting the right results. Maybe just say, I'm going to back off and give you some space. Let's revisit. Yes. And it seems like the daughter is sort of doing this in a way to protect the mum mm-hmm. she's angry with them obviously and she's trying to but I just think it needs the mum to sort of say how she feels and to try and get on board with this as well because presumably if she's if there is as this man says this lovely you know they managed to stay friends and they're working together and everything then surely she should be his partner in this as well and trying to win the daughter around I actually had a similar situation not not really at all I don't have any children that was a lie but I did have a there was a thing when when I got divorced once and I wasn't allowed to see uh, my goddaughter who was related to Ooh. the whole um, person I was married to. Mm. And that was really awkward and difficult. And, you know, what can you do? You, you, people, you Grown-ups wouldn't let me. They said they threw away my presents. Oh. Sent the presents straight to the Salvation Army shop whenever I would send them. But I did. <clears throat> the good thing is, I mean, hopefully it doesn't wait this long, but a few years ago I ran into someone who knew her. Mm. when I was in Scotland and I said I really hope she knows that I tried to um tried to keep in touch and it was her parents that didn't let me and this boy said he would tell her oh that's really sweet so but he said he also she spoke kind of nicely about me so how but anyway, how could anyone um, yes, speak it's a, it's, anything <clears throat> other than nicely about you Alan when you are a, <laughs> well, you are a human ray of sunshine <laughs> bless you but it's a difficult thing when kids are used as kind of um <clears throat> sort of ammunition and in, in, in grown-ups. Sort it's of, really uh, tough that, problems. isn't it? And also I think yeah. there's, it's about, I feel like there's a little bit of something about control here that she has, she feels very powerless by what's happened to her. But the one thing she can control is blocking him out. Is access, yeah. So, But I do think the mum is the key. Yeah. And if you are, you mentioned, uh, David, that you are having suicidal thoughts. So Gosh. please, that is something that has just got to be seeking professional help, which it seems that you are anyway. Um, but... It's complex, so I hope it manages to resolve. Should we lighten the mood a little? Good luck. Yes. Good luck. Um, we've had a message on Instagram from a, from, with a recommendation that I think uh, that people are going to love. So it's from Pickwick uh, on Instagram. Hello, you guys. I've only started listening to your podcast recently. Well, where have you been? Thanks to the re- <laughs> thanks to the recommendation of an English friend of mine, and I enjoyed it so much. The latest episode with your agony uncle Stint and Stephen Fry was wonderful. Mila Grazzi. You've actually got Cynthia Nixon to listen to as well. I'm not even a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Well, thank you for getting the letters correct then. But I take an interest in LGBTQ plus issues and really enjoy hearing you talk to people and learning about all of these human experiences. Quite right. They're just human experiences. Yay. I'm also here for your beautiful British accent, and which makes me nostalgic of the year I spent in Cambridge in my 20s. 
So this person is ah. not from England. They're, well, they said mille grazie, I presume they're Italian. Oh, no, that was me. Just, you know, Sorry, that was my, me. Oh. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I thought it was all Miss Marpling up the wazoo there, but no. We're like, Chris, <laughs> just concentrate. Uh, uh, yeah, just focus. Um, so, and since you mentioned the song I'm Not In Love and <clears> even <throat> sang it, I don't remember us singing that, but I'm sure we did. Um, By 10cc? Yeah. Oh, we did uh, We did that on the... Um, don't you love that the, song? In the, I'm not in love, so don't forget it. Oh, it's so, I love how sad it is. It's so fitting thematically. I just have to ask, do you know, he, he says, do you know the Norwegian TV show Scam, which is A, simply superb, no. amazing and wonderful. What's that? And B, arguably the best show out there portraying a gay <gasps> teen coming, in, coming into his own and finding love. This highly... Reach gasping for my... F- Pen here, scam like S E S E A M. It's S K A M, and it's really interesting actually because I've heard of this show because I think if mm-hmm. I'm correct, it started on Instagram what? in Norway, and then it's been syndicated off all different countries, and all different countries have done their own version that is um, a, the same storyline but done in their own little unique way. Very cool, right? So, gosh, those clever Norwegians. Aren't they just always one step ahead, Mm -hmm. no? Always one step ahead. I think that's enough for emails now. I think we should have a look at some reviews. What do you think? (coughs) Sorry, coughing off mic. Coughing off mic. Yes, reviews, reviews, reviews. Okay. Um, Are they in, darling? Five stars. Well, bless you. Who's this? By Cov Wise Sage person. Ooh, Cov. Covborn. Covborn. Cov. Not coughing off mic. Um, uh, <laughs> Cov, C-O-V Yeah, oh dear, not very topical right Cov now Covborn, I wonder what that's short for Covid A Slavic sort of thing Covid, 19, born <laughs> Don't say that too loud, Grant Schaefer's upstairs I think yes. there's a mouse loose yeah. <laughs> Inspired you can get, it. Like, get, get it through the internet Get the nuts and the tacos, <laughs> there's more mice um, Tortillas even Okay, Inspired, this podcast is amazing I've only discovered it from the point of series four so i've had the pleasure of catching up with the entire back catalogue of episodes i love the frank open conversations that offer insight to how members of my community think and feel on a range of topics some topics i've talked about with my own mates in the pub before others will inspire new conversations for post-lockdown get-togethers but in the absence of my usual contact with my usual friends this podcast has been like some has been like beaming some brand new mates into my living room for a brew a biscuit and a chat Oh, oh, that's great. Plus some incredibly inspiring guests. This podcast is my new obsession. Ooh. It's going to be hard to beat, Alan, isn't it? <laughs> yes. It's basically a, basically a stalker. Yeah. <laughs> but sitting outside Alan's window watching him has been a real <laughs> boon of my week. Okay. Grooming, grooming mice. Yeah. I saw him kill a mouse earlier. Um, five stars. Mingy Mingu is the name. Mingy Mingmu. Essential listening is the heading. Firstly, I apologise as I don't understand why my username shows up as this or how to change it. Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I love we were very politely silent on that crazy name. <laughs> yes. Hi, Mingy Mingu. See, there we go. Good, what have you got to good say? Good use of my silence. I learned at university. <laughs> Cost me 30 grand. Um, <laughs> I love listening to this podcast and I feel like my mind has expanded massively from doing so. I don't come into contact with many LGBT plus people on a regular basis, but this has made me feel more connected with my community. I'm grateful that it has allowed me to discover the names of so many influential people too, who I might not have known about otherwise, including Chris himself. 
And let's add Alan in there too. Look at that. How kind is that? Oh, I also, I've got an email to read you in a sec. Um, Then, five stars is the next one from Nifty at 50. Ah, that's a great name, isn't it? Um, All in a day. I'm worried. Well, no, it's okay, actually. It's going to be a mean one. No, it's no, it's okay. Oh, is it okay? Do you know what? I've, I've ser- we've what? searched the, whatever you call it, no mean ones this week. So there was nothing we could what? do. Nothing we could do. Oh my do. God. I know, right? So if you want to post a mean one, guys, now's your time. <laughs> Don't encourage them. <laughs> all in a day. We've got nothing else to do in this time. Yes, exactly. Troubled time. Now, um, all in a day is the title. I started listening to this podcast just this morning whilst wondering if I should get up or stay in bed. I feel you there. All I can say is, wow, I love the interviews and the knowledge that is given. Will and Chris were my morning boys, and although they discussed some tough and serious topics, they still managed to bring the chat back up to a light-hearted giggle at the end. This afternoon's mm. listen has been Chris and Alan. Loved the Stephen Fry interview. He's always been someone I'd love to have around for dinner. I am a proud mum to a transitioning son, but I like to look at it as gaining a daughter. Love that. Oh, that's great. That's really lovely. This podcast is a must and very easy is a must and very easy to get lost in. I do miss Will's nibbles and hope that Alan's next colonoscopy goes well. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said nipples again. I said, oh, please, we're back on Will's nipples. I've got nice nipples. Why does no one talk about my nipples? Yeah, I, yes, exactly. Guys, if you want... I have pierced nipples. Did you know that I have pierced I nipples? I did know that. If you want yeah. a t-shirt, you need to come and write a review about Alan's pierced nipples. It's that simple, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sure you can see them on Instagram sometimes. I'll have a look next time. Next time you post... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So, Alan, who would who touched you most out of those three? I think, uh, oh, wait, so the man, uh, what, give me a, give me a pricey, give me a sound um, so contest. Kovborn inspired Frank and Open Conversations. Yes. Mm. Uh, Mingi Moo, sorry, I don't know what my username is. And yes. five stars, mum to transitioning son, gaining daughter. I'm going to go from mum to transitioning son. I just think, you know, you've had us at hello. You, it literally. And uh, I think that's lovely. My heart yes. skipped a beat when I read that. Bravo. I love that. Gaining a daughter. That's so great. Now, last week, do you remember, Alan, we asked uh, Mad Knitter 70 something. I remember the knitter because we were talking to her about, uh, we didn't know the gender actually of the knitter. So I shouldn't have said her, but we presumed she was a lady in a very sexist manner. But she, uh, we mm-hmm. asked this person to write to us because then we thought, um, did we give her the T-shirt? Yeah. But then we also yes. said we'd be good to know um, 
maybe she could knit something appropriate for her newly gay uh, uh, child. Well, what? so uh -oh. f no, 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 no. <laughs> well, Alan, uh, you were right that it is a woman, Kelly. Great. Uh, so, and she has written us a really lovely email. Dear Chris and Alan, imagine that I'm sitting here doing a puzzle and hear my review that I've won a t-shirt. Ah, thank you, thank you, exciting. thank you. That's, my address that's the same is as me waking beep. up and seeing my, my colon on telly. I mean, similar sort of. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Standing ovation. Um, um, my address is, but you don't, guys, you don't need to hear the address. Um, I will flag it's relatively near my mum's old house. Um, please can I have a size large? Absolutely you can, Kelly. You asked for more info. I am mum to my gorgeous 17-year-old son and 13-year-old sons. Both are gay. And I have a 15-year-old daughter who likes people regardless of gender. Oh. What an amazing oh, household. With the knitting, I will knit almost anything. Baby gifts, socks, jumpers, cardi hats, cardies, hats, toys, etc., etc. It's a wonderful hobby and is great for well-being and keeping busy in lockdown. Uh, that's so nice. Thanks again for the wonderful podcast and for my t-shirt. I can't wait for it to arrive. I'll send you a pic. Lots of love, uh, Kelly. AKA that's so nice. Mad Knitter 74. Oh, what a lovely lady. Isn't that just wonderful? I'm so glad. Did the, did the, um, the <clears throat> mean person from last week write in? No, uh, they didn't. Oh, well. Unless you're referring to me. <laughs> no, remember the one I said, <laughs> smother them with love. Yes. And you said always the yes. mean people when you give them a, a, a T-shirt. They always even say, I'm never listening again. They always write in to say, oh, well, can I have my T-shirt, yeah. please? But you see, we showered we showered them with love and they had to run because they couldn't. Uh, and we did say, we bless you with our love and we release you from our lives. So that probably did it. Hex. Wasn't that yeah. kind, of, kind? I would of like, do you know at, my, at Club Coming, my bar, we have a knitting uh, on a Tuesday early on. It's called Knit at Night. <sighs> And there's people come and they queue up outside to get in. And it's um, it's really lovely. There's a whole, what I love about it is there's a range of people. There's little old ladies and it's, you know, and then there's like, you know, young people, gay people, blah, blah, blah. Everyone comes. But it's just a really lovely community thing. And I, I and the, actually mm. the guy who hosts it is called um, Josh. And I met him when he came to my house to teach me how to knit. And his company is called Boy Meets Pearl. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I knitted Grant a hat when I was making a film once in LA. It's really lovely, but a little holy, but, but, um, you know, what I'd really like is a, is a tea cozy. You can't, this ridiculous tea cozy I've got right now, all the, it's a, it's a crown. It's like the crown jewels of the, you know, and it's got pearls on it and the pearls always drop off probably, you know, choke mice. And, um, I would just, I remembered <laughs> the old knitted tea cozies and I, I, I was looking for them last year in Scotland and like, Oxfam shops and stuff. Could not find one. It's quite difficult to find you, a tea cozy in these days. It's a very sort of... Do you ever look on eBay? I have not gone... I'm sure I can find them on eBay, but I haven't yet. Oh, this has got eBay written Do you know what I found it? on eBay? And there was an... I couldn't... I, I realised this thing about nostalgia and sort of like I we have this thing that we've got these plastic plates upstairs because we go out into the garden a lot we've got also and plastic glasses as well we've got drunk friends but oh it's you know it's the country <laughs> we go in and out of the house we've got some plastic yeah. uh tableware as well as uh Porsche whatever you call it clay anyway um we, we discovered this thing that Grant doesn't really like the, the plastic cups uh, or the plastic cup uh, glasses or the plastic plates he prefers to have a a proper porcelain whatever and i realized oh, yeah. that i associate 
plastic things with with fun, with picnics and going to the beach and sort of being away from home. And so that's why I Ah. I remembered from my childhood these little cups. They were like cups you could have like juice out of or there were cups you could have coffee in. And they were were actually not not plastic, that other thing called, what's it called? Like a slightly rubbery, that stuff. No, no, it still, it looks like plastic, but it's got a hardness. It's it's the thing before plastic or a sort of an early version of plastic. Oh, like not formica, not Bakelite, but the other one. I can't remember. Anyway, it's something like that. It's like they're coloured, but they have little white spots on them and they're little you know tumblers and they stack up and i i just suddenly remembered those from my childhood of going to the beach and picnics and when i saw them it just made me feel very happy like a Are happy clear? of my childhood no they're not clear they've got different colors orange and purple and green, uh, different okay, ones and, yeah. like, and i and i looked them up on i looked up spotty plastic cups and i found a set but it was you know that sometimes an ad comes up from a few years ago and Mm. There were, you know, so I'm, I, that's my that's my that's my eBay quest. This is well, my quest to find plastic cups. We could find them. Honestly, I'm like a truffle pig on eBay. I could find them within 14 minutes. I promise you. Seriously, maybe I'll send yeah. you a picture of what I mean. Then S- send me a pic and. <laughs> now speaking of uh, long hunts, yeah. should we do a wormhole of the week? Yes. My wormhole of the week involved Jennifer Lopez uh, because I'm writing my uh, book uh, right now and I'm talking about this insane month I had, which started with 9-11, pretty insane for everybody. And I just, I just, it was just crazy things happened to me. uh, Then I came, I left New York. I came here to the Catskills, staying with a friend down the hill. This place was for sale. I bought it. I owned this place a week after uh, 9-11. Then I flew to f- Paris and it was just crazy because America was about to invade Afghanistan. And all the, I remember all the tellies in the lounge were all up really, really loud. It was just so awful. And then I got on a plane. Everyone was terrified of flying. <clears throat> and then I arrived in Paris and met my boyfriend at the time. We f- drove to Italy for a friend's wedding and that was really lovely. But we're, it was that kind of like, life goes on. We're here. And mm. then I went to stay with Gore Vidal in his villa in Ravello for a couple of days. And that was insane. I thought he and Good his God. boyfriend were going to split up. They were 52 years together. I thought they were going to split up that night. They had a massive row. Oh, really? I had them fighting on this. When I was, I was sitting on the stairs looking through the banister and hearing them fighting downstairs. Anyway, and I slept in the bed that Princess <laughs> Margaret had, Gore told me, had masturbated in furiously. This is a long story. But anyway, the point is, I <sighs> then I went to Milan for this fashion show. This is only like in a few weeks. For this Versace <laughs> fashion show. And I actually missed the show because <laughs> the train was delayed and then I went and I went to the, my hotel and there was clothes for me to put on and I went to the party and it was at uh, Donatella's house on Lake Como lovely and it was uh, it was an amazing party it was, and it was actually quite nice I saw lots of people from New York I hadn't seen you know because you know fashion week in New York had been cancelled due to 9-11 imagine so ah, uh, can you imagine? anyway I was we're all there having drinks and all of a sudden they kind of pull our drinks out of our hands we think oh time to go home and then a big table comes into the room <laughs> and then a big cake comes in and is put on the table we're like what and all of a sudden they hand out champagne glasses to everyone we're like what i don't like champagne what? i don't wonder what's going on and then all of a sudden uh, uh donatella comes in followed by jennifer lopez and her new husband chris who she'd married like two days before in los angeles and all of a sudden we're at a wedding reception and it's like cheers to the bride and groom we're like oh, cheers it was so crazy. 
<laughs> and uh, and then we're like, I was standing, I was with uh, my friend Glenda Daly, who's the uh, uh, was just had just become the editor of Harper's Bazaar at that point. And we were just kind of reeling from all this. <laughs> And all of a sudden, Jennifer Lopez starts coming towards us. Like, oh, she's coming this way. She's coming this way. And then she comes more. I'm like, oh, my God, she's really, she's coming over to talk to you, Glenda. And, and she's like, oh, Glenda. Oh. And then all of a sudden, she came up. I'm like, oh, my God, she's coming. She's coming. And she came up and went, hi, Alan, how are you? And I was like, oh. And I actually said, oh, Jennifer, I forgot I knew you. Because I just forgot. <laughs> I just completely forgot that I I hosted Saturday Night Live. And she was the musical guest. So I'd worked with her and everything. Just totally forgot. Sometimes so I do that funny. with famous people. Like that kind of famous pop star people. Do you know what I mean? That you just sort of think. Well, that kind of persona of a megastar thing. Is something. I don't know what it is. Like you just sort of think they come over to say, hello, how are you doing? And you're like, oh, and then you're like, oh, that's right. They know me. Um, mm. Anyway, then uh, anyway, so that the thing was her new husband was there and I said, oh, I really like that video that you're in recently where you're on one side of this washing line you're a, a plain sort of peasant girl and then you go under the washing line and you're a glamorous person and uh and, and it was called ain't it funny now i couldn't remember the title of the song and Love i was trying to write about this in my book guess what i'm not going to put this bit in <laughs> because <laughs> i'll tell you why because so i okay. i i was oh, looking yeah. for the i was trying to so i my wormholes i went down this jennifer lopez wormhole uh, as it were, and was looking to find what was the name of the video of the song that I was mentioning to her in that moment. And because she said to me, oh, you liked it? Oh, Chris directed that. Go and tell him if you liked it. That would really mean a lot to him. I was like, oh, all right. So I did. And I went, it took me ages. She's released a lot of songs. And uh, <laughs> and then I was looking at all the videos and oh, and I eventually I find, found it. But what I realized, it's called Ain't It Funny, but then what happened was they did a remix, one of those remixes where it's actually impossible to realize that it's the original song it was based on. Do you know what I mean? I realized that the, the video that Chris had directed was the remix one with Ja Rule in it. And the one that I liked was the normal one and it's with the washing line and that was directed by Herb Ritz, the legendary photographer. <laughs> And so I went up to this poor boy and at the behest of his new wife, who obviously felt he needed his confidence bolstered and told him that I liked <laughs> the version of the song that he did not direct. That's my wormhole oh about my. this week. Good God. I mean, who else could go to... Where do we even start? Gore Vidal via Princess Margaret to J-Lo's <laughs> boyfriend to Ja Rule. I mean, there's a wormhole. With some masturbation My whole life is a wormhole, actually. <laughs> My whole body. <laughs> a wormhole. <laughs> wormhole of the life, yes, we should yes. call it. What was yours? I, that's a really good one. Mine was, um, mine started with Kim Kardashian. <laughs> because. By the nickel. She, yeah, she someone was doing there was this amazing youtube makeup tutorial i saw online which was all about it's this makeup artist who splits her face in half and she does what she considers good makeup on one side bad makeup on the other side mm. it's fascinating to watch and um, got a lot of time on your hands haven't you I, it hence the wormhole <laughs> yes. um can you tell i've got a writing deadline um <laughs> and uh that that led me to sally something who is a makeup artist talking about Kim Kardashian and contouring and saying how contouring has been going on since the ancient, ancient Egyptians. And this idea oh, yeah. that Kim Kardashian invented it is really funny. So then I was on a whole thing. What people think that. Kim Kardashian invented, even I know that that's ridiculous. Well, you've always been very plugged into ancient Egyptian history. <laughs> Alan. I'm ahead um, of the makeup curve. Yeah, exactly. And, um, 
that led me to Kim Kardashian getting in the fight with her sister. Have you seen that? No way. What did she do? Her and her sister have a, f- it must be in the last series of the Kardashians. Which I have, one? I don't know because I don't watch the show, but I saw this, her and Chloe, question mark, and another one something with a key. have a full beat the shit out of each other fight. And it's on camera? Yeah. Oh, the, what will they stoop to next? It's really crazy, actually. There's such a different energy. And also, when you why see did the cameramen not to stop and get them apart? I mean, that's what I hate about reality TV. That's what I hate about the whole. They're literally going in, in, in gender drama just to, and then stand back and let it all happen. But they're letting they two women else. fight with each other, and, and they filmed it. Terrible. Yeah, because they have nothing else, and they're like, "Well, that's the trailer for series twenty-seven. Well, there you go. Yes. Um. Anyway, that, that, while that shocked me, that led me to Kanye West and his complaints that he'd been left off the Forbes list for being a Oh, I a saw that too. And he wrote a letter to them saying, here, I've, I've made all this money. And I thought, I thought that was just despicable. I thought, really, Kanye, people are fucking dying all around yeah. you. And all you care about is that some stupid magazine did not say you were rich enough. And you actually took the time or got people to send all these files with their actual, I mean, I was just was so appalled by that. It's tone deaf. Maybe it feels give very... some of your money to the nurses and doctors of this country who are all putting their lives on, at risk. Anyway, blah, blah, moving on. Very Trump narcissism, it felt. Um, anyway, that led me to Elon Musk. And then did you see the thing where Elon Musk and Ivanka Trump, oh, one of the Trumps? Combo from so He said, did you see it? No, today? Um, I'm going to try. I need to find it and then I can tell you because it's very funny. Do you remember when um, Scarlett Johansson was on Saturday Night Live and she did a commercial, a perfume commercial as Ivanka Trump, and it was called Complicit. And it was like one of those <laughs> soft-focused commercials. I'm, Bian- I'm Ivanka Trump. I'm Complicit. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So Elon Musk tweeted, take the red pill with a rose, which is a reference to something don't quite know what. Oh, that's in, um, um, what do you call it? The film with in Keanu the Matrix. Reeves. Matrix, yeah. And um, Ivanka Trump replied, taken, exclamation mark, at which point Lily Wachowski commented underneath, who directed The (laughs) Matrix, fuck both of you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love her. Oh, that's so good. Isn't she the best? Oh, you know, Naveen Andrews, who is in Instinct, my cop show that got cancelled. He was my sort of CIA former spy mole or something uh but he had he was in that show that lily did uh where they were all oh, around sense the world eight. yeah sense eight and uh he just he would sometimes have to go away and do bits of it and he would come back with all these hilarious stories and just did a great impersonation of her as well i've, I've never met her but i just uh, uh love her oh, from me a distance neither. we've i've we've written to her so many times to try and come on the podcast and i got we got semi-close because my osteopath his dad was her osteopath. Oh, wow. And I was like, and he used to do set visits for them. And I was like, please, can you get a note to Lily Wachowski? <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously, um, if I got a note on a set from somebody's osteopath asking me to be on the podcast, I would like <laughs> bin it straight away and never go on that podcast. It was sent with love, Alan. It was sent with <laughs> I respect. Care. I don't care. Respect and admiration. There are proper anyway. channels for these things. No, oh, no osteopath, I never... <laughs> osteopaths do not count as publicists or managers. Listen, when you've tried everything else, what are you supposed to do? But uh, he, by the way, the osteopath never sent the note. He was an extreme professional. Good. What a brilliant pair of wormholes. There's an image, Alan. Hilarious. Um, 
<laughs> Hilarious. What? Um, who's our next guest for next week? You know who it is? It's mm-hmm. that sensation. She's from Tasmania. I bet that's the first ever uh, Homo sapiens guest to be from Tasmania. And her name is yes. Hannah Gadsby. And she is an amazing guest and an amazing person. I really like her. And I yes. think she had a lot of interesting things to say. And I just love her whole, <laughs> I loved her whole thing about, you know, but she's spoken recently about her autism and, and she did the thing where she said, sometimes, you know, you realize it's not your autism. You're just an arsehole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was so good. And then she said, that should she be said a game show, autism or arsehole. Oh, it'd be great, wouldn't it? And she said, uh, she said another funny thing where she said after the success of Nanette, her agent started turning down a lot of stuff on her behalf. And you said, like what? And she goes, like this. <laughs> it was very funny. Yeah. She's so funny, but now she's got her new show. What's that? She's called called Douglas. Oh, that we saw it. That's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant a new one since then. I know. That's right. We went to see it. We had martinis, and then we went to see it, and they took our phones and put it in a little clippy bag so we couldn't film it, which I loved. I wish to do that more. And by coincidence, her the Netflix special of Douglas is out uh, as our episode drops. As if she'd planned it. I know. Do you know the thing is that she said she was going to send me a a, a Douglas bum oh. bag. Oh, yeah. Because that whole thing about the man who invented that, or not invented, <laughs> but this area of a woman's of anatomy was named after this man, hilariously, who sort of discovered it in some gynecological, archaeological dig. And uh, she had a bum bag. Is that what you call it? Is that, no, what do we say in, America, in Britain? Yeah. Oh, bum like, bag. yeah, bum bag in England, yeah. Yeah, bum bag in England. Uh, Britain, I think, we'll say, Christopher, thank you. Sorry, God almighty. In Anglo-centric there. And what do you call yes. it in America? you got a fanny pack, that's right. That's it. You know, when I first went oh. to America and people said things like, oh, Alan, you're so cheeky, I'm going to slap you on the fanny. I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> it took me a long time. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, but she never sent me my fanny pack. <laughs> mm, she said okay. she's going to... With Fanny Pack, I think that ends today's That's episode it. of Hemisphere. Let's Hemisphere. end. Let's end. It's like uh, that thing, remember the old joke of uh, Fanny Craddock and the donuts? When Johnny, no. Johnny, her husband went, and I hope your donuts all end up like Fanny's. <laughs> so I hope. <laughs> Does that, is that with a hole in, basically? <laughs> so anyway, uh, I hope your uh, week is as uh, Fanny-ish, as, Fanny-ish uh, as, this, past- as this episode of Homo Sapiens has been. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you want to get in touch, please write to us at hello at homosapienspodcast.com or at homosapiens on Instagram. And um, we'll see you on Thursday with Hannah Gadsby. See you on Thursday, folks. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Powered by Spirit Studios.